With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Line 365 and this station. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. And Loda Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon. TPV Radio open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists. And we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365 24-7. Just search. The Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616 616- 929-2991 or 517-489-6923 or you can order from the website www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook 
at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago right now on TPV Radio. So I want to shout out to TBV Radio Network. I want to shout out my uh, my wife, 
uh, Lady Latanya Sago. Hey, I want to shout out my children, uh, Ebony Malcolm. Hey, I want to shout out everybody that's out there supporting uh, Real Talk, uh, Light of Hope Fellowship Ministries, and Real Talk as well. So, everybody, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, hey, we, 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 we love you all. And what we do, we do everything we do here for uh, the glory of God. So there's nothing there's nothing we can do uh, without God. So definitely shout out our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, hey. Again, hey, this is episode six of Real Talk, and I tell you, we started from, we started in July, and here we are, episode six, and the episodes have been piling up, piling up, piling up. We've been having guests coming on, and uh, it has been great, and I'm looking forward to continuing on to doing this thing with Real Talk and hopefully build this thing up more so we can have more guests on. So, hey, guests Slots are open. If you know somebody, if you know somebody that might that, that might have something they want to talk to the community about, hey, let me know. Send them my way. Hit me up, and you can hit me up at realtalkinthebuilding at gmail.com. That's our email. You can contact us at realtalkinthebuilding at gmail.com. You can hit us up here on Facebook at Light Hope Fellowship Ministries, and you can contact us and let us know what your thoughts are. If you got anybody that you want to, that, that they'll probably want to interview here on the show, hey, hit us up. Let us know. So, hey, we have a special guest on this afternoon, we're going to get right into it. We got a great special guest, a great woman of God, very, very fixed, very, very motivated, has, is multi-talented, and has a lot that she loves to do in the community. She is a, she, she, she loves uh, our youth, she loves the community, and she is about getting out in the community, supporting our community, showing the communities the love of God. So she is a, she, she's a, a powerful Talk one with God. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring on a my sister, Janisha Hickson. Now, y'all, girl, what's up? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hey, good, 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 good to see you. I'm I'm excited for us to have our, our conversations on this afternoon, and uh, I hope that everybody is ready to ride because uh uh it's going to be some uh it's going to be some, uh, some 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 great conversation so i'm i'm, I'm hoping everybody's holding on to their seat because uh i know when you when you begin you have your when your passion starts flowing hey it starts flowing you know what i'm saying so hey look tell us about you tell tell us a little bit about 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 uh who Shanisha is so the folk can know who you are okay well Let's say I was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. I moved to Colleen in 2011. Um, it was during this time when I moved to this city is when I began to live a whole upright life to the best of my ability uh, before Christ. I am an overcomer of domestic violence. I do have a book that I've written about that. It is based on my story. However, I'm in the process right now of writing that book. I'm also a motivational speaker, a spoken word artist. And I am very passionate about serving serving my community. Um, yeah. Good. So, so, so you know, well, I was you you beat me to the questions, but that's all good. So I was gonna ask you every one of those questions you just asked me, but that's all right. So you beat me to it. So so we gonna we gonna get into it. But hey, let me put this disclaimer out. So all all my listeners that are that are listening right now, I always put this disclaimer out. So look, we don't talk politics here 
on Real Talk, TPV Radio, we don't talk politics. The only thing that we tell you to do when it's voting time, we will tell you that it's important that you go vote your in, in your local elections. We don't we don't we don't we don't push a certain candidate on you. We don't pressure you to vote for a certain candidate. We tell you to go vote because that is your uh, that is your right as a United States citizen to go vote. So we don't talk politics here. All right, so I always have to put that disclaimer out to everybody that Real Talk, TPB Radio, we don't talk politics. But here on Real Talk, we're going to talk real. Hey, if you want to talk, then we're going to talk. So, Sanisha, so you are, so how, how do you get in the spoken word? How did that come about? I've been passionate about writing since I was in the third grade, and I actually started writing um, poetry around that time. I will say when I was younger, my past, my uh, my poetry, my writing was kind of dark. It was very dark. <laughs> I was thought I write poetry that will begin right. talking about how much I love my mom. Shout out to my mom and Justin George and Rosa Hickson. But I will always begin a um, poem talking about how much I love my mom. And probably in the end of that poem, I would start talking about if somebody do something to her, you know, what I'm going to do to hurt them and all that stuff. So back when, back when I was younger, my, my poetry was kind of dark. I really can't explain it. Um. But as I matured in Christ, my poetry became more, I don't know, it's, 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 it brings light. It brings light. Um, I'm grateful for that, what God has put into me. Um, so, yeah, it's just something that I've always been passionate about doing. I've been writing since I can remember. Yeah, yeah. And she she's, I will tell you, listeners, you know, she's being kind of humble about her spoken word, but she is a... Um, uh, I've I've heard her do some of her spoken word and it is phenomenal. Also, listening, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about Miss 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 Hickson. She also ministers in 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 dance. Now, let me tell you, I've seen her dance and I don't minister in dance, but I see her dance and she makes me tired when she dances. I'm gonna put it out there. When she goes, she goes. <laughs> She, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's sweating. Look, she sweat. She sweat out of. She, she'll sweat her hair out. She coming up with a good hair dude, and she just sweat. She just sweat out her hair out. So look, when she goes, she goes. So minister and dance. And how did how did you get in get into that? There was a time when I used to go to the club, and I always say that I danced when I was in the world. I danced hard for the devil, and when I came into the church, I danced just as hard for God. So I, I can't explain yeah. it. I'm just I'm a worshiper. I, I can't it, it's I can't even put words to it. Um, ministry, music, uh, the words. A lot of times, you know, what is inside of an artist, uh, even those that are singing, I feel like the anointing can be felt. And when when I, when someone is ministering to me, I just you know I just give God everything that I've got. I, I'm holding nothing back. I'm giving Him everything, mind, yeah. body, and soul. That's good. That's good. So look, when let me tell you, when she go when she goes hard in the paint, when she's ministering to dance, she goes hard. I put it like that. So uh, if you ever seen her, you already know how 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 hard she goes. So so you mentioned something um, earlier. And, and and I hope by you uh talking about this, uh just, just, just really, really, really briefly, we won't get too deep into it. Um, I know you mentioned that you were uh you are a uh survivor of um of, of, of domestic violence. So speak very briefly, not not so much about your situation, 
But yes, shout shout out to you for for definitely definitely uh, getting past uh, that in your life. Um, that that takes a lot. It takes a lot for a person to get past, especially when they're they're in a relationship where it comes. So, how how would you um, how would you encourage somebody, uh, man or woman, because we have to know that um, men and women are victims of domestic violence. So, um, how would you encourage someone to uh, to get past that? How would I encourage someone to get past that? I would say, um, for me, I think the biggest step was learning how to love myself, seeing my own self-worth, um, finding, uh, you know, I think a lot of times when you're going through those kind of situations and when, when you are, you have great feelings for the uh, alternate person, you seem to think that, um, you know, by them putting their hands on you, they love you and things of that nature. And sometimes you often focus on the, uh, the, the good as opposed to the bad. But sometimes in order for, it, for you to get over that, you have to look at the situation for really what it is. And as a woman and as a man, whether we feel God or uh, uh, otherwise, I feel like we have to understand that God created everything in his likeness and in his image. So we have to understand our own self-worth. Like, we're, we're worth more than that. Nobody deserves to have their hands put on them. Nobody deserves to be mentally or verbally abused, physically abused. We are so much better than that. So we have to get it in our own mind. We have to identify ourselves with what we are in order for us to move forward. We have to love ourselves, and I think that love, of course, comes from Christ. I'm, I'm just, for me, God, God just, he's, he's helped me a lot. So. Right, right. So, you know, you you give somebody encouragement just to, hey, you know, uh, first, you know, uh, uh, seek God in this situation and, and continue to, to, to hold on to, to, to God's coattail to, um, to propel you through that situation because – when you come out on the other end of that situation, you know, you're going to be able to, um, and this this is for anybody, you know, when, when you propel through that situation, you're going to be a testimony for somebody else that, hey, look at me. So I can do it. It was it was it was difficult, but I can do it. So here I am standing. So you can encourage, you know, people can be encouraged just by you pushing through that situation because uh, you have and. You 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 you're standing, and you know I've heard you talk about numerous times about um, you know how this situation has made you uh, a better person. You know, knowing who, like you said, knowing who you are. Um, you know, as opposed to uh, trying to be something that you're not for somebody else. So uh, I definitely um, I definitely salute you uh, for. Uh, for that. So my next quick question is still still along those same lines. So um, why do you feel that? um, Because I think what a lot of society believes, a lot of society believes that um, domestic uh, domestic violence is a a, an issue uh, solely for 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 women. Um, And you don't see too many too many programs out there for 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 men, but talk to the listeners and then let them know because um, I've done some I've done some classes and some research that that dealt with domestic violence and people don't understand that there are a number of uh, men out there that are victims of domestic violence as well. Can you can can you talk to the 
can you talk to the people about that and 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 talk to the realness uh, about that? I know you haven't experienced that, but um, could could you talk to them about the realness about that? Domestic trade or crime or any of that, it doesn't discriminate. Um, and as far as the males are concerned, you know, because a lot of times people think that a male can't be abused because, you know, of course, they're physically a lot of times uh, stronger in some cases, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, violence doesn't come just in a form of physical abuse. Sometimes it is mental, it is verbal. Words can hurt. Words can cut very deeply, you know, um, even uh, in in situations where the person may be overbearing or controlling. You know, they want to know where you're going at all times. That can come from a male or a woman. So I do think that it can be expressed on both sides of the spectrum. And um, once again, nobody is uh, deserving of that, period, you know, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in that's a good. relationship, there should always be a trust factor. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, good, good. Okay, hey, I salute you for that. I always, always tell you that, hey, I'm, uh, you know, that, that, you know, you, you, you're so strong to, to, to push past that. Sometimes people find themselves in a, in a trap, and it's, it's hard for them to push past that, but to, to get themselves out of that situation. But hey, again, I salute you for that, and, and getting your way. Uh, out of that, out of that situation. So, you are a, you love the community and you love the the the, the youth. Now you have a passion, um, uh, uh, you have a passion for the youth. So here's why. So how important is it uh, to you to ensure uh, we are here, uh, we here for our youth, especially now to show them. Instead of telling them, I hope that makes sense. How 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 important is it for us to uh, walk out the things uh, for our youth, so they can grow from what they see instead of growing for what we tell them. I think it is extremely important. I think that all too often we are telling our children what they should do, um, how they should live, and at, and and most of the time our children are looking at us. They are watching the way that we walk, the way that we talk, um, especially the younger children. They imitate their parents. Um, older kids are no different. They may not do exactly what we do, but we're take, they're taking in everything that we do. They're documenting it. And sometimes my son, he's 21 years old. And there are times where I may do or say something, and he will bring back my words to me that I said to him. And he's like, well, Mom, we shouldn't do this and this. And, I, you know, I get excited because I'm like, I understand that he's listening. He's not only listening, but he's watching. So I think it is extremely important that we walk the walk that we talk. Because, again, they may act as if they're not listening or they aren't paying attention, but they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so that, that kind of leads into my in, into my next question. Um, and we're going to we, we're going to get into the to the to the major conversation uh, after after the break. But so in. I've talked to the last three people I've, I've interviewed that's been on the show. Um, they've all, well, I talked to a young adult and I talked to a young man on, on last week, um, uh, Doc, who has a passion for the community uh, and the, the, the young people and the young adults. So I want to ask you, since you do have a passion for that, so 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 why is it, or is it true, is, is, is it true that 
our 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 young adults and a lot of our uh teenagers um have kind of strayed away from the church so why do you think what's the root cause of why they have began to stray away from the church what's the root cause of that I think a lot of times the children stray away from the church because they feel like, you know, um, we're not giving them what they need. Sometimes they feel like we're too spiritual. Um, sometimes there are cases where we don't have what they need uh, concerning the ministry. We don't. We have to meet them where they are. And a lot of times when the youth come to church and they are getting what, what we, on our, let's say, on a more mature spectrum, so to speak, what we're, what we're used to receiving, our younger adults and our and our youth, they're we have to make it more exciting for them. I do think, um, probably more interactive. So it's kind of like we have to meet them where they are, and I think sometimes that that's not being done. Um, I think that it's always wise to probably talk to the youth and find out what it is that they are requiring in order, or what it is that they feel like they are missing, because their voices are very important. Their voices are extremely important. I mean, we could we can always assume that we know what they need at that age, but we don't think like they think all the time. Um, I always try to, you know, when I talk to the kids, I try to get down on their level. I, I don't try to put myself all the way up there, but then, you know, there comes a time where I have to put myself up there when I'm mentoring them and I'm trying to lead them. But in order right. for me to reach them, I have to I have to go low. I gotta go low. And then when I capture them, then I can pull them up with me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I do. I'm sorry. No, I was just I was I was listening. To you. Go ahead, and finish your thought. So no, I I do think that a lot of them are venturing out because I think a lot of times they feel like something is missing, or mm-hmm. they're not being engaged. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one one thing that you said that's really really important. I think we got we got to be able to listen to them because sometimes what we do is we we don't listen to them and we and, and we assume that they don't know what they're what, what they're talking about or their 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 thought or their thing that they wanted that that particular thought that they want to uh, share um, has no has no relevance, you know. And that's really really important, like you said, that we got to be able to. We got to be able to listen to them. Sometimes we got to be able to step back, shut up, and we got to be able to listen to them because, believe it or not, a lot of our, our, our youth, a lot of our young adults, they have great ideas, and those and those ideas and those thoughts are exactly what could very well uh, prepare or uh, will propel the body of Christ to the next level because those things are the things that, um, you know, that they right now can understand, you know, because I think and I believe truly that it's not that our, our our youth or our young adults don't want God. It's not like they 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 don't want they don't want to be saved. It's not that they they don't want that. But you got to give it to them, kind of like what you said too. You got to give them to them, give it to them in a way that they that 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 that, that they get it. Yeah. You know, and you got to be able to you got to be able to give it to them in a way that they. That, that 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 they understand it, and the key thing that you said is you got to meet them uh, right where they are. Yes, sir. Meet them right where meet them right where they are, and there 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 are ways of doing that. You know, there there there's a there's a lot of ways of um uh of of doing that 
to 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 meet them uh, right where they are. So, what what's some of the things that 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 you've done right now in 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 your community? I know you talked about mentorship. Do you mentor at a at a certain uh, place? Well, I know I know uh, the pandemic has kind of pushed things around, but were you were you doing some some mentorship out in the community at a at a certain place? Well, I used to work for the, uh, the Boys and Girls Club, and I worked with the children in high school. I've also um, worked in different ministries and things of that nature because I, I built programs in um, church ministries that are targeted towards the youth and the young adults. One program that I did write was targeted towards the youth that is 19 to 25. Well, it was actually 6th to 12th grade and then 19 to 25. And what the dynamics of that program was, we were uh, pour into the 19 to 25-year-olds. We would give them the biblical foundation. We would teach them certain standards. And they were able to mentor, to a certain extent, the younger adults. And that was one way that we were able to build discipleship from the, young, from the, from the young adults. So it gave them a purpose of, of belonging. It also it gave them a sense of fulfillment because they felt like while they were being poured into, they also had someone that they could pour into. So they were excited about coming to the program. They were excited about, you know, when we had the classes and stuff, they were always, they were ready to receive you know, and then when, when because they had to stay in a program for a certain amount of time, when the time came, then they were ready to go into the, pour into the younger adults. So, the, the, so the, the younger kids, 6th to 12th grade, they were asking questions, like real, their real-life questions, like how did you deal with depression or how did you deal with bullying and things of that nature. So we would use the younger adults, 19 to 25, to pour into them and give them wisdom and knowledge and things of that nature pertaining to that. But even with the 19 to 25, they were being supervised to make sure that the information that they were giving to the younger ones was valid and it was biblical and it was sound. So, you know, from that program, we just, the, the younger adults, you just, you just seen that passion in them. Like it was ready to come. It was ready to come to the ministry. It was ready. They were always excited and, and, you know, you build discipleship to build discipleship. You build discipleship to build discipleship. So that's one thing that we we did in those programs. Um, right now, I'm still mentoring um, young adults. Um, it's more on a personal level right now because we're we're, we're in a in, in the uh, process of building. So you know, but yeah, that that's my heart. That's my life. That's one thing that that drives me, the young adults, because I do know that they are our future. I feel like a lot of them are hurting, a lot of them are lost, and we have to guide them. You know, we have to find out what happened and try to feel from that that they can overcome. Right. Okay, hey, hold that thought. Look, we got to go pay some bills. Hold that thought. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to end part one. So I want you to come back on on Facebook Live with us in part two. So we're going to come back. We're going to finish our conversation up with Mr. Nisha Hickson, and then we're going to get into our, 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 the meat of our conversation, and that is, has the church forgotten about its communities? Come back with us for part two. We'll see you in a minute. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. You're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago. Right now on TPV Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Miss Lady Boo. Show me, John. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Represent Fresh. straight Bally. family, baby. Family. Keeping it in the blood. 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 Stick it in mud. I'm trying to tell y'all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the biz. I got my boy, Mr. Dale. His whole crew. I got my brother, Lil E slash B.A.D. My homeboy, P.B. Memphis. Cream Dan Stain. Don't forget about your boy, M-Child. You know what I'm saying? It's going down, baby. Crazy Lady Entertainment. I'm putting it down, fellas, y'all. He's going down independent one. Make a brother wanna get up and throw a hook, straight cut. We rock so love, missed up, straight hit y'all. Now we ready, Miss Lady. Now I'm ready, now I'm ready, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready, now I'm ready, now I'm ready. Make a brother wanna get up and throw a hip hook, straight cut. We rock so love, missed up, straight hit y'all. Now, now we ready, now Miss Lady. Now I'm ready, now I'm ready, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready, now I'm ready, now I'm ready, 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 ready,
Rip us a star, it's so now we about to blow up. Oh, oh, oh. Now we ready, now we ready, now we ready. Now we ready, now we ready, now we ready. Uh-huh. Like Wanna get off the bus, get bugged, cut up, we cross your nut. Miss Star, hit y'all, rip us a star, it's so now, 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 now. Now we ready, now we ready, now we ready. Now we ready, now we ready, now we ready, yeah, yeah. Make a brother wanna get off the bus, get booked, cut up, we cock, no, Miss Star, hit y'all, Mr. Star, it's so now, we about to blow up. Now we ready, 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 now we ready. You're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago, right now on TPV Radio. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Hey, part two of Real Talk. Part two of Real Talk. So, hey, we are here with, again, we're here with with, with, with Miss uh, Shanisa uh, Hickson, and, hey, we are, we are excited to have her. Hey, we are excited to have her. Uh, a powerful, powerful, powerful woman of God, spoken word in the communities. Hey, she loves God. She ministers and dances. So, hey, we are excited to have her. So we are back with our our, our part two of uh, Real Talk because we always, we got to go. We got to pay some bills because the bill man is always going to have his or her hand out. So we got to pay some bills. So, hey, Shanice, you still with me? Yes, I'm here. All right, just making sure. So, hey, we are going to get into the meat of our conversation today. And I think when we talked offline, you said, oh, boy, you got a lot to say about this one. Yeah, you 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 were you were you on fire uh, about this one. So hey, here's where we are on our second part, and here's our major uh, our major conversation for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. So, Shanisha, talk to me. I know that you are you 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 are in the community. You uh you 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 have a passion uh for um our youth. And, again, you have a passion for being able, as I say, to take God's word uh, to the street. That is, our, that, that is our mission here at Light Hope Fellowship Ministries, to take God's word to the street. So here's my question to you. And, again, hey, this is real talk. You want to talk? We're going to talk. So has the church forgotten about its community? So I want to say I, I do know that every church does have its mission. It does have its vision. And um, mm-hmm. uh, many times churches are operating in that. I feel that every church does have um, some degree of responsibility to the community um, mm-hmm. in light and in lieu of their mission statement. Um, and I will say for the most part, you know, the churches that, 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 that their mission is, that, that they're supposed to target, there are some churches that are, passionate about that, like that they live, that's all they want to do when they're great about doing that. But then you do have a lot of churches where I do feel like the community spectrum is not being met sometimes. Mm. You know, so, and, and you're right. Um, and, and, and you're right. You know, every, you know, every, you know, every church has their, 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 their mission and their, 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 their vision. You know, you're absolutely correct. Um, but do you think that um, even though most churches and they all do they should have a certain mission in a in a in a in a in a vision, but do you think that it is important 
it is important that the church, the body of Christ, we're not talking about the building, is, is, is it important that the body of Christ be an effective, be, be, be an effective uh, uh, part in the community? I would say as men and women of Christ, I would say as a church, that is our first responsibility, if you ask me. Um, when the word of God says, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was, when I was naked, you clothed me. When Jesus Christ, when he was here, that he was about the people. So I do feel that that is our first, it, it should be our first responsibility above all things. You know, um, many people out here, they are, they are lacking in a lot of areas. They, um, I, I do feel like that is the greatest responsibility. It should be the greatest responsibility of the church. But again, different churches do serve in different, um, they have different missions and stuff that they are doing. But yet, when it comes to the community, when it comes to helping our sisters and brothers, when it comes to bringing them an encouraging word, when it comes to helping those that are less, that are less fortunate, I feel that that is our biggest responsibility. Because when I was, when we were, before we got what we are, there were people that were compassionate. There were people that poured into us. There were people that had mercy on us. So that is what God calls us to do. Mm, that's good. That's good. And 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 getting supporting the community. And I think when people, when we hear, when we hear people talk about supporting the community, it's not always supporting the community with uh with with food items and things like that. That's a that's great and that's a a a major part of it, but it's not always about supporting the community with with with, with food items and and giving them giving them out food. It's also being there for the community, let the community know that hey, we care for you. Um by sometimes just being in the community. Sometimes uh, when 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 the, when they when the communities have these these, these community events uh, for people in general, you know, um, sometimes it's being being involved in those community events, being involved in the community that shows the love of God just by being involved. It's not always about giving out something. It's not always about handing out something, which is which is good, which is vital. But I think just being a part of the community, showing the community that you are there and that you care for them, I really think uh, that's important too. So, what 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 are your thoughts on that? I totally agree with that. I was uh, actually speaking to a friend earlier today, and one thing that I do know is, you know, as a body of Christ, one of the things that we are called to do, we are called to love on God's people. You know, without love, we have nothing. And I do right. feel that a lot of times, you know, when we're when we're in the church. I do feel like, you know, a lot of times in the church we are being, we're, we're, we're sometimes being poured into, and when we're being poured into, because God gives all of us a purpose. Every single person in this world has a purpose. And a lot of times, even today, people are still dying because they're still trying to figure out what is their purpose. Uh, um, I feel like your purpose is your, your driving factor. What drives you? What moves you? And when it comes to, to, to the community, when it comes to the ministry aspect, sometimes we as servants, we're so full, we have, you know, I think sometimes when we're in, in, in ministry, we are, we are full. We, we, we've got the word. We've gotten all of this. But then we have people outside of the church that are hungry, and they're hungry. They have what we need, but sometimes we're waiting on the opportunity to go and take it to them. And I do feel that sometimes, you know, while you're waiting on the opportunity, you know, again, the people out in the world, they're hungry. So 
people are, are a lot of times still waiting on the, they they're not fulfilling their purpose. They're confused. They're waiting on God to tell them when to go and how to go and things of that nature. So a lot of times what happens is people that inside of the church, they, they, they become frustrated. And they start connecting with organizations outside of the church. And when you start connecting with organizations outside of the church, I do feel that as a Christian, sometimes their beliefs may not necessarily be what your beliefs are. So I am a Christian. I believe in the word of God, but I got this organization over here. And because they are feeding the hungry, because they are out here doing things in the community, and a lot of these people are, you know, their 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 biblical background is different. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in this, and they don't believe in that. I'm going to compromise because what's inside of me is so desperate to go and serve the community. So I'm just going to connect with this organization over here so that I can put my hands to work. And I do feel that there's a difference because, you know, it's one thing to serve somebody. It is something else to feed them. So when you when you when when you when you were speaking of the food and you know going out there and doing good deeds and things of that nature, for me that's service. I can go out here, I can serve you, I can give you clothing, I can give you food and all this and that. But if I can give you clothing, I can give you food, if I can give you a word, if I can give you prayer, if I can give you love, now I'm feeding you because now I'm giving you something that's also going to sustain you. Right. So I do feel that, you know, as the church, that's where the body of Christ, I feel like that's where we come in. That God has called us to, he wants us to feed his sheep. So, you know, I don't I don't want to just come out here and, and put my hands to the plow and give you physical needs. I want to let you know that once you get this physical need, what you can do with this physical need to continue to move in an aspect where you're going to pick yourself up and, and, and allow God to move in your life. So I do feel that, you know, that, that is the difference between when you when what we are called to do as a body of Christ. You know, we're called to love one people. I mean, I see you. I hear you. I see your need. I see you standing to the side. I understand that you and you, you're trying to do everything that you can for your child. I've been there. You know, God has called us to be compassionate. And I think sometimes when, when, when we are, when we have purpose inside of us, um, we have a, a sense of longing, especially if I got this, this deep passion and this deep drive inside of me to go out here and, and, and help these people, and I know that I have what's inside of me that that is beneficial for them, I'm not going to be able to rest until I'm able to put my hands to the plow and give out what God has put inside of me. Otherwise, I'm just going to be, you know, there's a difference between existing and living. And sometimes mm-hmm. when we're sitting and our purpose is just sitting there, it's like you're just sitting there and you're about to explode. You got all of this on the inside and you're about to explode, but you got all these people on the side of you and they need everything that you have. But we're, I'm right. sitting on And I think right. that's why that's how the community is is lacking, you know? A lot of right. them are starved. Right. And, 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 and sometimes uh, I believe that uh, <clears throat> it's, we what what a lot of times I've seen is that in uh, that churches the body of Christ when we're talking about those that come in that come in the building and the reason a lot of people have said that they won't they don't want any affiliation with the church because they feel that the only thing that the church cares about is those that are in the church they don't care about anybody outside of the church because. That's been their experience because what they see is what they is they, they see that the body of Christ or this church on this corner, only people they care about is they care about 
those people inside. The only time they want to care about those on the outside is if they're trying to um, fund something or if they're uh, trying to sell uh, fish plates or they're they doing this, whatever the case might be, you know, you don't ever see them out in the community to where to, to where the people where, where the people need them, um, but they always want people to come in. So I've always I've always told people that it should be like a revolving door when 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 it comes to the body of Christ. What it is is that is, is that you 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 go out and you bring them in. So when those those that come in, you train them, you pour into them, and you can pour into them on the outside too. You pour into them, and then they go out, and then they pour into more people, and it just goes in and it just goes out. But exactly what you said too, Shanisha, when you go out there, you show them the love. You you, you show them the, the, the compassion that, that, that Christ had because if we look at Christ and we say we want to be Christ-like, listen to this. Christ had the business that Christ had to take care of in the synagogue. But if you really look at Christ's work, 99.95 of the work that Christ did was with the people. 99.95 of what Christ did was out there with the people. It was, it, Christ wasn't stuck in the building. Christ did what he had to do that was important inside. But 99% of what, of, of what Christ did was outside with the people. And exactly what you said, Christ met the people right where they were. So how do we how 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 do you think that, that that's the issue that needs to be fixed? Because true what you said, you said there's so many people that are bubbling up on the inside and they may not they have this association, this organization they want to be affiliated with, but those people they're in the community but they don't have the same um mindset that you know you may have. But do you believe that sometimes God places us in the midst of people for us to be that 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 the light to shine to those people? I absolutely do believe that. Um, I do like to share my testimony a lot about how I how I got how I got saved because I think that you know God has to set time for everything up under the sun, and I do believe that God do have people in the right place at the right time. We have to make ourselves available. You know, um, love covers a multitude of sins. Love is first and foremost above all things because if we have love, we have nothing. And if we have love, we're not going to be able to reach anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, my story that I like to share when I moved here to Colleen, Texas, I was, I was, I was different. I was still going to the clubs. I was smoking. I was drinking. I was angry. I was mad. I was a fighter. I was all of that when I moved here to Colleen, Texas. And I like to talk about my best friend who was, who was also my, my ex-husband's first sergeant at the time. And she was a woman of God. This woman was so full of compassion. She was so full of love. And for me, before I moved here, I was totally against churches. I was like, I'm not going to church. I don't have time for church. Oh, God, that's just not for me. I'm just going to serve you. I, you know me. This was my, my, my perspective at the time. You know me. You know my heart. You know I love you. I don't need to go to church to prove that, you know. But when I got here and, and, and um, I met this woman of God, and my husband and I was going through um, a hardship at the time, and I, and I met her, and at the time I met her, I was angry. I wanted to fight the moment I walked in her office, and it had nothing to do with her. But when I walked in her office, this woman began to speak the word of God over me. 
And let me tell you, when I walked in there, I was angry. I was mad. And it's like the more she began to speak, it's like I just felt layers of, of hatred being pulled off of me and anger and, and all of this stuff. Like, by the time I left out of her office, I felt so free. And I could not explain it. And I knew that it was nobody. It was nobody but the love of God. And, and, and you have to understand that even at this time, she was a first sergeant, so she was jeopardizing her job by developing a relationship with me. But God was first and foremost in her life, and she understood what I need, what I needed at that time. But because of what was inside of her, I wanted more of that. I wanted to know more about God. I wanted to go to church. I sat there and waited for her to call me for like a whole month. I'm like, God, when is she going to invite me to the church? Because for the first time in about 12 years, I wanted to go to church because this woman... She was the uh, a reflection. She was a replica of God's agape love, and I had never in my life witnessed anything like that. And because of her, you know, I started going to church, and she started pouring into me, and she started showing things. Uh, she started teaching me, and I remember I was smoking, and I, I told her one time, I was like, this is the last time that I'm going to smoke. And I got home from um, church, and I smoked a cigarette, and I called her on the phone, and I was crying, and I told her, I said, I couldn't do it. And she was like, Tanisha, it's okay. It's okay. She was like, one day at a time. And she started showing me how to live this life for God. And I feel like because of her patience and because of what was inside of her, because of her availability and because of her being in that place and position for God to use her, that it is because of what was inside of her that God was able to cultivate me into the woman that I am today. So I feel like we as men and women of God, that is what God has called each one of us to do. Because if we lack love, we lack nothing. I can't, I can sit here and talk to you about the word all day long. I can sit here and give you, I mean, even the enemy knows the word. You know, we, we can come from a, a biblical, we can talk religious, we can talk all of that. But, but it is what's inside of us that's going to come out. And that is what is going to draw the people. So I do feel like, you know, for me, every day I'm praying, God, let me become a replica of that what drew me to you. Let me be that for other people. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and that 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 that's true. Being able to to uh, you know, like you said, that 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 compassion and and not telling people that the the the, the day that you give your life to Christ, that everything's got to change. You can't do this no more. Everything has to stop. Just like she told you, hey. One day at a time. It takes one step at a time, and 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 God understands that that we 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 have to take those 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 baby steps. You know, you know, you you, you give yourself over to God, and people, uh, some people, those people who really don't understand what God's word says, want to tell you that well, you get you giving your life over to Christ now, so everything everything got to stop. You got to stop looking at TV. You got to stop looking at this. You got to stop looking at that. You can't do this no more. You can't do that no more. And everybody wants to add all these additional things on top of you giving your life over to Christ, you giving your life over to God. Everybody want to add this additional pressure on top of that instead of just saying, hey, look, I'm so excited that you decided that you want to you 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 you, you want to follow Christ now, and then you just leaving with this. Now the work starts. Now, now the 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 work starts, and you continue to pour into them. You pour into them. You don't pour on top of them, because when you start pouring on top of them, now you're putting all this other stuff. Just like the Pharisees, the Pharisees poured a whole bunch of additional stuff 
on top of people that they couldn't even keep themselves. That's right. That's true. So, 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 showing the people the love of God by, like you said, their compassion, because people don't realize that somewhere down the line that somebody has some compassion for us, you know. So we 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 have to look at that, but sometimes we get out of that. So, 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 real quick. So before we go, so how do we, how do we, uh, how do we do better? I think in order for us to do better. You know, we have to, for me, I always remind myself of where I've come from, what God did for me. And when I look at other people, I know if God did it for me, he could do it for them. I'm always mindful of my surroundings. Um, I think as, as a body of Christ and as as uh, as a body of Christ, I think it's just very important that we just understand that, you know, what God did for us, God will do it for other people. But we are the vessel. He uses us to do the work in the earth realm. So we have to make ourselves available. You know, right. um, every day I wake up and I'm praying and I'm like, God, what what is it you want me to do today? And and, and it's not about us. It's about so it's about other people. I remember I had a um I had a prophet say to me one time when I met her, and she said, Shanisha, there's a lot of women that are waiting on you to get in your place because when you get in your right place, those women can come to Christ. There are a lot of souls that are connected to us, but until we can get in our position and every man is in his respective place working in that what God has called him to do, to work, you know, we have to do that first and foremost in order to do, to make the greater impact to serve our community. Because right. for me, I feel like, you know, it's very important that I operate in that what God has called me to do instead of operating in that what he has given somebody else to do. So I have to operate in my in my position in order to be effective, to make a greater impact. So I think as a body of Christ, you know, we just we really have to just stay humble, you know, and just you know, see God's face in everything that we do and have compassion and have love for the God, for people for God's people. You know, we have to be abound in love. And I think that we have to be intentional about asking God to, you know, teach us to love people that He loves the world. Teach us to love people. Teach us to see the things around us the way that He sees them. Because if we don't see it from that perspective, we're gonna miss it. We're gonna keep missing. You know, right. sometimes we get focused on what it is that we're doing that we lose track. We don't even make room for him to do what it is that he requires us to do. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. And you, you're absolutely right. We we get so focused on what on, on what we want to do and what we think what we think God wants us to do. And we let that get in the way of really what God wants us to do. And instead of allowing ourselves to remain pliable and remain and remain movable, um, so God can move us in the right position God wants us in, we get so focused on what we think we want to do and what we think God wants us to do. So that is that that is that that is great. That's wonderful. But hey, look, we'll probably I think we're gonna have to do a part two of this. So you know, so I'm so I'm <laughs> so I'm a I'm. I'm gonna call you out over the airway. So when I call you, come back on for part two. Are you gonna come if you can? Yes, sir. I will be honest too. And thank you for the opportunity <laughs> to be here. Today. All right. Hey, you you got you got any you got any final shout outs you wanna you wanna put out on the airway before we get off here? 
Absolutely. I want to give a shout-out to my son, Rodriguez Maxwell, my heartbeat. I love you, young man. I'm so proud of you. To my Rod, Rod. Partner, my... Sorry? I, I was saying Rod. Yeah. <laughs> to my prayer partner, my accountability partner, and co-founder, Deidre Neely, and friend, Sharon Lenore, my church family, Bethesda Fellowship Ministries, Bishop First Lady, R.A. Gatewood, Ms. Lolita Gilmore and the TF3 family, Officer Cal Moore and the Homeless Outreach Team, and everyone else that is doing great things in our community. I just want to give a shout-out to all of you. That's good. That's good. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, hey, I appreciate you for joining us on tonight. I want y'all to show Ms. Yonisha Hickson some love for being in and for riding with us on uh, tonight. So, hey. Join us again next Thursday, 4 o'clock, for Real Talk. We're going to have our special guest, Michael Givalos. He's going to be with us on next week. He is the host of of, of Sale Talk. I think Sale Life. I'm sorry, Sale Life. He's the host of Sale Life. So, again, join us next week, Thursday, on Real Talk with our very, very special guest, Michael Givalos. So, yo, this is your brother, your cousin, your nephew, Pastor Byron Sago, a real talk. Thank you for riding with us. One. TPV Radio, Central Texas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.